0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Studio C41, and I'm Bill Manning. And um,
2: I'm just going to cut to the chase. How's it going, Stephen? I'm sitting in Kodak, Bill um so things are going really well yeah i'm Um.
1: i do not know how, we must have made a wrong turn in albuquerque how how, we're, how are you doing john i
0: i must have made a wrong turn too i was in atlanta an hour and a half or two hours ago yeah now i'm in kodak tower yeah that's so weird the mothership
1: and, and and there's actually two other people at this table uh materialized yeah, uh, yeah um How's it going, Josh, from Kodakery? <laughs> the Kodakery. Um, yeah.
3: It's going great, guys. Thanks so much for coming to visit and, and welcome. You're not just sitting anywhere in Kodak. You're in the Kodakery. We are in, in the, the Kodakery. Kodakery
2: so would you say welcome to the Kodakery? Hey,
3: everybody. Welcome <laughs> to the Kodakery.
4: Hey, there we go. Yes.
3: Oh, man. This
1: yes. is going to be an awesome episode. And then we have who was dubbed... The Kodak Superfan, or the he, the Ektachrome Superfan. That's right, the Ektachrome Superfan, Matt Stofel. How's it going, man? Good, good. Glad to be here. Oh man, glad the, to
5: be glad to be at the uh, the Kodakery again. Glad to be on the C41 podcast. This Fabulous. is
1: this is unreal, man. I, I mean, mm. I didn't think that we had a snowflake chance in hell on doing this. Honestly, this was <laughs> <laughs> like I just sent it out saying, hey, let's see what happens," and then you said. Uh, let me see what we can do. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. Well, oh, we're glad yeah. you guys made the trip. You guys this came awesome. from
5: far and wide. So oh, we yeah. appreciate
1: it. No, all the appreciation literally on, on this
0: side oh, yeah, of the table for sure.
5: here. So kids
0: in a candy store, let's face it.
2: Yes, to I mean, I pretty much would just take any excuse to get on a plane and come to Rochester. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, yeah.
5: The tourism board loves that.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> exactly. Anytime you want. <laughs> All right. Excellent. There. Paid for by Visit Rochester. <laughs>
4: you even know the name. <laughs> you even know the name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
5: you got the flyer
4: exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Awesome. I mean,
2: that's it was a it was a personalized invite, but you know.
1: <laughs> Well, I already. All right, listeners. Well, you already know how this episode is going to happen. So but I promise there is actually structure to this episode rather than as much as everybody would love to hear. I, us didn't, just I re- didn't agree to
2: any of that. Oh, OK. Well,
1: uh, <laughs> we started a union. I can always just unplug your mic. So
2: it might be for the best. It's yes. only been a matter of time yes. until that was going to happen.
1: Yes. So anyway, uh, what we're going to be talking about um, is, uh, first of all, ectochrome. So what the heck is happening with that with guys?
3: Well, uh, I think it's fair to say it's still developing. Fair enough. All right. Well, okay. we're done with
1: this episode, guys. So uh, we <laughs> will it. see you yeah. in we'll the next one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for coming. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. If all right. you guys all right. make
2: it right. down to Atlanta, we'll see it. Oh. Okay. okay cool. All right. I see. see you
1: later. <laughs> no. Um, so
5: Actually, um, um, nice. That
2: was <laughs> some <laughs> solid folly work there, man. <laughs> yes, it was. I totally. I love try. I have,
5: yeah. yeah. Face for radio.
2: Okay. Cool. Do you have like a couple of coconuts you could bang together? I, yeah. Yeah. I
5: rode off on my horse. Yeah. That's good. Good thing.
2: He carries a slide whistle at all times. No, this
0: is Rochester. So not, so underutilized the slide whistle. It's Rochester, not Winchester. It's <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, all right, all right. You officially killed the joke, okay. John. Yeah. All right. So Way to bring us back
2: down. So content. So content. That, yeah.
1: So uh, guys, uh, we uh, we wanted to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about Kodak's history, and uh, um, and then we're just gonna go in and talking about how Kodak film is made. We we got a small little preview of what that was like, and that was just. Absolutely amazing! I, mean, I didn't want to leave. I really didn't. I know. I was really sad when Matt took our badges. Like seriously, I thought
0: we were going
2: to get to keep those. And you just come <laughs> go anytime you want. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. no hard feelings. You guys did that while my flight was coming. I mean, I was in the air while you guys were enjoying that. Just, just
2: wanted to vent. Q Q.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, uh, no, I mean it wasn't that it wasn't that great.
2: It was amazing. Um, but yeah, not where I'm staying. No, seriously, it was uh very cool. Um, just getting to see the Eastman Business Park and so much of the history. I mean, good grief! Yeah, like, just walking around. Even Rochester's an old city, but just seeing some of the stuff of like you were showing us, like where original buildings were from, like you know the late 1800s. I mean, it's just you think about this big iconic company and how long it's been around, but just Mm. getting to see firsthand some of this stuff, even again, being here in Kodak tower is, I don't know how many times I've seen pictures of this. Um, Mm. there was a thing where he had like, Oh geez, like what? 10 different cameras shooting one picture of Kodak tower at night. That one time. Yeah. The big shot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the Big shot. RIT. Yep. Exactly. Just seeing stuff like that. And then actually being able to be here is a little, it's, it's Mm. definitely mind boggling and really, really cool to take in. But, uh,
5: yeah. It's a beautiful building. I mean, it's it's certainly an iconic structure in Rochester. Everybody knows it. I mean, it's, and it's beautiful because you can see it from a lot of different angles around the city. Mm. Um, I've actually, I, I want to get out this summer and try and find like obscure angles because you can see it like down, like you go off into some of the other neighborhoods and you can get little peaks of it. Um, there's a, including like the, uh, the waterfalls that we've got. We've actually got three waterfalls in the downtown area. And um, the, uh, actually from one of them, you can uh, get actually a really good view of the tower. Just, it's the only building you can see. Oh, too. nice. Oh. So there's like waterfall in the foreground, yeah. okay. and then there's just Kodak Tower up in the background, up, up, up above the trees. Very so very it's, cool. um,
2: yeah, it's very cool. I was doing a little bit of that yesterday. I got in early, was walking around and yeah, just kind of playing, you know, Spy Kodak Tower through whatever, like yeah. crev- like little crevice or opening or window. So yeah, that would be a cool project, <clears throat> man. I'd love to see you do that.
5: Yeah, absolutely cool That's cool
1: all right cool. so uh we're going to get into uh also I forgot to mention that we have a third segment with this and um and we're going to be talking about the film resurgence and and what uh Kodak is doing um that you guys have I have to hand it to you like as far as the grassroots connection and and taking a handle on Recognizing that there is a resurgence um, it is absolutely amazing. So we'll, we'll dive right into that. So um, let's, let's jump into it. Uh, the Kodak history. So uh, who's this guy, George Eastman? I mean, like... <laughs> George! George is a good guy. Um, yeah, as I was telling you
5: guys uh, earlier today, uh, when we are walking through the park, um, George was a man completely ahead of his time. Uh, had a, just an amazing understanding of of science, business, um, and and his ability to put that into play and and kind of understand markets, kind of understand needs, um, and, and be able to develop things that um, that met those. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's up there with the greatest that anybody can think of today. Um, and, and as I told you guys, perhaps even more so, I mean, you you look at some of the accomplishments that, um, that he's made and, you know, put that against today's standards and, and he's just an incredible
2: person. I mean, it was in leaps and bounds at the time, like just things that from my understanding that like people had never considered before.
5: Right. Right. So, so uh, things like, um, um, savings accounts for, for employees, right. So like kind of the beginnings of. Um, pushing people towards like retirement accounts, right? Like um, and he understood that a happy employee was a productive employee. And so you think of um, you think of all the nice things that, that are talked about from other large corporations and the campuses that they have, you know, like stay and you get your dry cleaning done and you can, we we're joking about it, play ping pong or whatever. No, I mean, we literally had like baseball fields. You could go out and play in the noon hour baseball league and, and um, you know, and there's like 200 people watching you play baseball and we're talking 1914. Right. So this yeah. is like way, way, way ahead of his time. Um, understanding you had this many people showing up. You got to give them, you know, kind of the full range of life. Right while you're doing your work. Um he invented a Google
3: Campus before a Google right. Campus was yeah, a thing. I mean, right. he yeah. and and with photography, I mean, George Eastman democratized photography for the world. He took something that was very complex and made it accessible to everyone, and I think it's really difficult to even understand how profound that was. Like how much that changed the way we communicate how much it changed, everything from newspaper publications and magazines, which now had the opportunity to print photos. We could see each other in our world. And, I mean, he'd, like, photos have done everything from, you know, show us a Christmas morning to topple a government. I mean, it's incredible what he did. And it's probably, I would say, arguably as important as, like, the invention of the printing press for how we've communicated with each other. And uh, it's something that Timette said. It's it's as important an invention, and he's an impor- as important a man as any of his peers, and any of the people we look up, look up to today.
4: Mm. For sure.
1: And uh, I guess, how how did the, the name Kodak, I mean, it was George Eastman, and most people thought that Kodak was part of his name, but, you know, how, how did that
5: turn yeah, into I, the Kodak?
1: I think the story is that, um, so he was looking
5: for a name that, the guy was, again, brilliant, right? So he was looking for a name that um, didn't need to be translated, uh, it was strong in nature and he gravitated towards the letter k because he thought that was a very strong letter um it's something interesting yeah so so he just started playing around with different combinations and ended up with the name kodak and kodak again was not the name of the company mm-hmm. um, it was the name of the product that they were making so it was the camera um and so you know take a kodak with you that was take the camera with you not take the company with you mm-hmm. um, but but then um you know that it became part of the the company name after that. Yeah, I mean and, he, know, the main brand.
3: He he essentially was inventing a, a global brand when people were still like with horse and buggy. Like it's something right. that now we talk about in marketing all the time. Oh, you know, branding and global brands and something ownable by the world. And he was thinking that way, way 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 before anybody else, in, I mean,
5: including so. manufacturing and stuff too. Right. So when he started in early on for manufacturing for film. He was doing it in in the London area mm. almost immediately when he started things here in Rochester. He understood, again, like Josh was saying, that, you know, the global marketplace. He was thinking world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow.
1: Amazing. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. I, you know, it's and it's so funny because I'm, I'm, as I'm going through and like all these different questions and everything, I'm, I'm realizing that he was really a problem solver, right? And so one of the biggest problems with, with photography when he was there is that we had wet plate dry plate and yeah. and it was just not transportable it was not you know cuz he was
5: doing it exactly yeah he he was doing um he was doing that photography and and was just like this 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 should be something that, as Josh was saying, it should be something that everybody in the world experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's not going to work like this.
1: Yeah. So I guess what was the first product that he really created that really kind of revolutionized? So it was the Dry Plates, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so Eastman Dry Plate
5: Company is literally the name of the company that was started. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and a lo- another local businessman went in together and and created the company. Um, and And that building is actually... Oh it's not unfortunately not there anymore, but the site mm-hmm. was about four or five blocks away from here mm-hmm. and then this area um where Kodak office is now um became the camera works. so this is mm-hmm. where um a lot of the cameras were manufactured the kodak cameras okay. uh the brownies et cetera mm-hmm. and then um major manufacturing moved
1: even further up north up to uh up to kodak park wow so you know and it's pretty amazing that um It it just kind of evolved from that point on. He had the dry plates, and then how do I... I guess the next thing was the paper uh, gelatin-based film, right? It wasn't on the plastic base at that time, right?
5: The uh, nitrate roll film.
1: Yeah. So from glass plate,
5: and then he came up with (laughs) with, uh, the... um, He and the scientist, the name escapes me, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, research and development into coming up with a flexible roll film. Yeah. wow. Nitrocellulose.
1: And that that was very dangerous, wasn't it?
5: Yes. Nitrate film is extremely flammable. It uh, yeah. makes its own oxygen. So <laughs> so it can burn pretty it, much anywhere. It can right, pretty right. much burn anywhere. Yeah, you put under... It's fine in water.
2: Totally fine. You can't put it out once it starts. Yeah. It, just it just has it to cannot burn itself. There's so yeah. many... I mean, here, there are so many stories about like movie theaters burning down. Oh, yeah. yeah. That right, was exactly... Yeah, the, that. So the the projection booths were
5: built like fireboxes. boxes Whoa. Because when they went up, they'd seal the door and just let it go. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And that's how
3: they are now. Like now a nitrate booth has to be built to very specific specifications to make mm-hmm. it safe to project nitrate in case something goes wrong. Yep. And there's very few of them in the country. There's one here in Rochester at the Eastman museum. I think the Egyptian theater has one. And then the university of South, I think uh, it's UCLA, UCLA has one. Yeah. Whoa. So, but they're, they have to be built very specifically because they're so
2: dangerous. Yeah. But I've heard there's Dang. nothing like I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I've I haven't seen any films projected on nitrate. But I've heard it's just nothing like the uh, the quality you get from that. It's just super rich. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and
5: Eastman Museum has a an amazing collection of nitrate film. Um, and if you're ever around for the nitrate film festival, that is an amazing opportunity to see some of these films that are pretty much only shown. That that weekend, right? Um, the incredible stuff. Very yeah. Cool. The clarity. Um, it's it's a different it's a different product. So yeah, it's has different image,
4: uh,
1: different um clarity, uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, very cool. cool. And, and did that go into the first Kodak camera the the one that was made in
2: eighteen eighty eight, the one that had a hundred rolls? Or, yeah, or as far as I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would have been in the film. Well, because that's why you still will see it, like um. Some bulk rolls of film still have it printed on there, but Mm. even like just film, like negatives are 20 years old, I think even, say safety film on it. Or if you ever see why, it's because that's the film that was not as flammable. That was the um, acetate and the celluloid instead of the nitrate film. Right. So that's where that whole thing came from. It was made to be safe.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. The very popular term that came up from all that was... You press the button and we do the rest. Mm. So I guess yeah. back then, like when you had a box, I mean, did it like very similar to 120 back then? Was it just kind of like one of those like you rolled it up, you fired 100 shots three years later or something like that? And then because <laughs> I can't get through. I, I was joking with Steven. I, I shoot 6-7, so I have 10 shots. Yeah. So if I have a 35 millimeter, it takes me forever I, to, to get way. through the camera. Yeah. I just it, – it's yeah. – I just finished a roll that was probably four or five days on thirty-five millimeter, but just being up here in the area. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm just not used to it. now I have four by five, so I'm like, oh, yeah, one shot. All right, cool. Develop it. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm I'm cool. not one to talk. You saw how much film I shot in like eight days. <laughs> yeah, I know. So
5: <laughs> No, I I'm exactly the same way because I, I shoot six, four, five. And so I've got sixteen frames. And even yeah. then is like I'm struggling those last and then I go and shoot 35, 36 exposure. And it's like, I, I don't know, Josh was, sitting, Josh was sitting next to the windows and I just walked up with the camera. I'm just pointing it out the window, rolling off. I was actually, I was testing the camera to be oh, fair, sure, okay. but I was like, I can't think of things to shoot right now to take up the rest of the exposures on this. So I literally just cranked off like
1: 20 shots out the window. Yeah. I think, That's I awesome. think the last 10 shots of my 35 millimeter is usually of my cat's. Yeah, (laughs) just like all right, carry cat, (laughs) and and my cats are so used to like all right. I've started doing the door of uh,
5: because I invariably pull up to drop film off with a few shots left in the can. Yeah, and I'll I'll take shots of the door of the lab. And my reflection in it. Yeah, we we see that. Oh yeah, quite I a see bit. that all the time <laughs> <laughs> at the moody photo. I'll be like, Oh yeah, exactly. The exactly. I just shots right
2: outside the door. <laughs> yep. People don't realize you can just rewind it instead. It's fine, <laughs> and you don't have scans of this door every time. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, funny. I was talking to you earlier about my 13 year old and my two girls that are they're doing film. But my 13 year old can go out now, and she's been able to go out and burn through 35, 36 exposures, right? 36 exposures, but then she's starting to slow down because at first it's just like oh, you know wow just all this excitement and all this thing to shoot but now starting to see the whatever it is the seeing the, the maybe the value of it but it's interesting it's she can't really explain why she's slowing down but she's starting to pay attention to now individual shots and what she's visioning, you know, seeing and envisioning and all that. and so it's interesting how from her perspective and I'm really interested in watching this more and more to see how it, how it goes along if she continues to slow down rather than you know where yeah. we're we're used to that right, right. where we, you're into film and I don't think as much as what it is where you can get maybe a 10 exposure roll and now the 36 seems forever but it also I'm noticing myself too getting back to film 6 months ago that I'm I'm, I'm shooting slower and slower or at least taking the time before yeah. I would, I burn through that role in no time. I'm like, wow. Cause I had, a, I had maybe a digital mindset, right? Yeah. I mean, my, my digital shoot 14 frames a second. Right. It's like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Right. But it's that product and it's that, it's that medium. But yeah, the film is interesting how it, it has a, it has a built in thing to slow you down, There's a, you know,
5: it, the physicality of it. Like yeah. it, it takes up physical space, it, Yeah, you know, and, and you're, and you're dealing with that physical object Versus something that goes into a hard drive. And it's like, there's, there's no, it didn't, that hard drive didn't grow to me. It's mm-hmm. just, it's in there. Okay, great. You know, it's like, yeah. that's that's absolutely what it is for me because it really hit me when I had to start dealing with the amount of negatives I had.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> and right. I was like, where am I going to put these? Yeah. Um, right. So y- y- your whole mind shifts of that, um, that workflow and the process and like, okay. I don't want to just go take a picture of nothing. Right. Because I have to manage that, you know? And it's not that that's not, you know... There, there needs to be
0: a little bit more value there to it. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't you, wouldn't you say that then now makes you, it kind of leads to at least down the road more and more as you do it, as this happens, there's a, maybe a greater focus or on, on the value, like you said, of, of, a, of the individual shot you're going to take now. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe because these things are maybe forcing you to, because yeah, okay. Inventory wise or, or, just storage or whatever, you know, yeah. running out of space, but at the same time, whatever, there's other things too, that will, will push it to where you're like, I, I'm, I want to get a better shot or I just want to, I want to make that next frame count better. Is that you know? that makes sense to you. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. The same, no, it's it's Whether it's
5: motion or still, I mean, you, yeah. you're you're making sure that you're you're making sure you're doing everything you can to set that up so that it's gonna be what you wanted yeah. versus yeah. just yeah. Well, I got it in the can. I'll I'll check it later and see if it looks cool or whatever. No, right. it's like I'm gonna
1: sit here, spend the time, make sure it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be what i want yeah, and it's right. interesting you bring that up because i've heard on the Kodakry over and over again with different directors that say it's a totally different mindset when uh physical film is in play because um uh everybody's on their a-game like nobody's dilly-dallying on the phone or anything like that everybody's right. zoned in because there's only a set number of feet of
3: film in that i mean it, we, we hear that a lot and i think yeah. to some of what matt was talking about part of the other part of it being a physical medium is it's finite. Like it's going, mm-hmm. you're going to run out, whether it's 36 exposures in a camera or whether it's, you know, a, uh, a thousand foot mag on a film camera. Mm-hmm. So it does, I think, make people approach the medium differently. Mm-hmm. And we hear it a lot from directors and cinematographers, where they're like, people are more focused. They they hear the camera, like they're, you're physically making something. It's a physical medium moving through the camera. They hear it rolling. They understand that this is money going through the camera, and they need to be on point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a lot of them have, have even talked about like, it, it makes the production go faster. Like instead mm-hmm. of shooting 20 takes, you shoot three right. and then you're off to the next one. And, and so that's, that is one thing is the for at least on the motion picture side, film brings a lot of discipline to the set, to the cast, to the crew, to how they're actually making the film. And, uh, and even on the still side in, in the Coda magazine and in different interviews, when we talk to photographers, a mm-hmm. lot of them talk about the, the fact that it's a physical medium that you're dealing with to the point Matt made and that you really it does slow you down and make you be more thoughtful about if I've only got 36 images to capture this moment this thing this object the uh, you know whatever it, whether it's fashion or whether it's like Michael Krauser who we talked to was out shooting mm-hmm. cattle ranchers in Colorado yeah. I'm gonna think through very carefully exactly the image I take before I just start burning through it mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a whole different process, like mindset for people. And I think it's what's kind of bringing it around Is we've gotten so used to the ubiquity of digital technology. And like, I'm just going to take a million pictures on my iPhone that I probably never look at again. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, it's like, well, this is special. Like film is special. It's different. Right. And so it's been really exciting to kind of see it and to hear you talk about your 13 year old daughter, yeah. like a whole new generation discovering it for themselves is, is really exciting for us. And that may be what you hit on, You might've hit it on the head there with the word special. Because I've been trying to put a word to it, but
0: I'm observing too. And it, I think that's really what she's, she's, it really sums up what it is for her. Is it's, this is special. Because her first reaction to it was uh, when she first got her first you know, rollback. It's like, wow, this is so beautiful.
3: These colors are amazing. And, but it's, it's a treasured shot. Yeah, you know they're all yeah, treasure. Yeah.
0: There's 36 treasures, right?
3: Right, and, and like uh, yeah, I think a film image is still worth a thousand words, but an iPhone mm-hmm. image is maybe worth 30. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're yeah. you, you take them so often yeah. and they're, they're just fleeting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just becomes so disposable yeah. Uh, yeah. that it isn't as important. But like yeah. a film image, I think people equate it more to fine art and more to like making and craft. Yeah. I mean, I have, so,
2: you know, I have images that's... I've taken on my phone that I don't realize are there until I'm running out of space and need to go back and delete them. Right, <laughs> right. So <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: um,
2: well, and you, you bring up an interesting thing and yeah, they're no, saying that it's, it's it's
1: fine art and anything like that but I, I think people are quick to forget that the process to make it mm-hmm. is an art within itself and um you know we joke around with you guys when's ectochrome, when's ectochrome coming out and everything and you've got some uh, some rules for us right now matt right <laughs> yeah the box behind you no oh, th- no <laughs> matt ran out of the room <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: oh, oh, man. And, but um
1: no i i think that the uh, there needs to be a serious thank you. I mean, everybody that's behind the scenes, um, uh all the workers that we've seen that are working around the clock to make to bring back an emulsion that people have loved so much. Um, thank you. I, I mean, just that that's that's all I can really say. I mean, to to all of them. Um, and, and how much appreciation and how much work goes into to making this? Because after we walk through this, this isn't like you, there's not <laughs> turning the machines back no. on. Yeah. You exactly, know, it's right. just
2: flipping a switch.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, I think a great episode uh, was the one that you guys did back in November where you did the Ectochrome ep- episode.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, any listeners that really want to know all the nuts and bolts as far as um, how Ectochrome came back. I highly recommend listening to that one because all the information that I got out of that was just absolutely amazing. And you also get to hear Matt as
3: well on that, oh, that episode. Oh, and what
2: podcast was that again?
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Code Accurate. Ah, no. yes. I'm just ah. going to try
2: to get you to say that as much yeah. as possible. <laughs> it's, it, uh, it's available on
3: iTunes. If anybody wants to just pause this, go subscribe, and then come right back. Yes. <laughs> but please come back. Yes, please. You
2: can plug that as much as you want. <laughs> so anytime. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, to what yeah. you were even saying, Bill, it's just, it yeah. was staggering to see the process of just the size of these things in the film factory of how much actually goes into it how much science and chemistry like honest I think I've said before but if if someone had explained to me about like photography and chemistry in high school I probably would have paid more attention in chemistry class (laughs) but just the way this all comes together I mean it's such a fine-tuned process yeah there's so much even hearing from Matt you were telling us about like how the water at like Eastman Business Park some of the most pure water in the world yep I mean, it's just these, hmm. all of these hundreds and thousands of things and variables and steps that you don't think about yeah. when you put a roll of film into your camera. Yeah, you can have yeah.
5: zero variability in any of those like thousands of components that go into mm. making film, you know, because any one of those could completely ruin your photo yeah. and we can't have that.
0: Was that a yeah. decision to put the plant here because of the water? Or do you think that played a role? Or it just happened to be <laughs> no, a, a great... I mean, because, you know, back in then, they were like, hey, the water's amazing here. Let's set it up. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? But the, the comment about
5: the water is we do a filtration, okay. right? So there, there's um, there's processes that we do to fil- filter the water here. Yeah. We are sitting on a great body of water. Um, mm. We're, you know, mm. really close to Lake Ontario. Mm. And then the city water has historically been, you know, very good water. It's delicious water. If yeah. you haven't had any yet... You should definitely partake. Visit Rochester. <laughs> Visit Rochester. Um, yeah, okay, That's for right. the water. for the exactly. <laughs> water. Yeah.
1: Do, do we give him your number for,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. mean just mention my name, tell him no.
3: Yeah. One of the other things that when when Mm -hmm. I first toured the film, I've been at Kodak almost three years now when I first got to go in the film factory, Mm -hmm. like there's a human being involved in every step of the process. It's a crafted product. It's not like it's being made by a bunch of robots and nobody's Mm -hmm. like humans are involved in this. And like so many of these, these folks have worked on this for like 30 years. Like they know Mm -hmm. film in and out and they, a lot of them work in the dark. Yeah. Oh, and wow. they're doing everything by touch and feel. I mean, it's an amazing experience to see it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and as you guys, thanks to us, I think we should, we should thank you and your entire audience. I mean, everybody gets to make Ektachrome because you guys want it back. And right. they, I can't tell yeah. you how excited people were at Kodak. One of the guys that worked with me, uh, he had to sit down when I told him. He was like, I, I never thought I'd see the day we'd get to bring back an emulsion like that. Wow. I mean, it's a really emotional thing for people here. Like, everybody believes so strongly in this. So, I mean, to everybody out there listening and to you guys, mm-hmm. thank you for your support.
2: No. Yeah, and I mean, the whole thing that... that uh Kodak Lars did with the uh, teasing of bringing back T Max 3200 and everything too. Yeah. And how, what the reception. We got to see a little bit of that being packaged today. Yeah. Um, That was just the reception of that. I mean, geez, they said what they're like doing a third or a fourth run of it because the first few runs have all sold out. Sales are, sales are good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I know every store I've seen like keeps selling out of it. So it's just, there's, there's definitely excitement.
1: Yeah. I think when it, Hit the shelves officially, like when it went went up on B and H, it was sold out within a few hours. Yeah, I mean, I I could imagine it was just that quick, and uh, it was it was kind of funny because when uh, we heard that there's something was happening, I was like, oh my gosh could this be ectochrome? And then, so I'm, I'm messaging, I'm messaging Tim like, come on, man, you got to throw me a bone here. Like, You're going to have to wait until, until Monday until you can get your no. first clue. And then the first clue, I was like, okay, this is, it's yeah. going to be P3200. And I was so sure that everybody else was like coming up with different, different uh, ideas. And, um, but uh even then, like I, I got to shoot 3200 and, um and I never shot it beforehand. And so, it was a completely new experience for me. And, um, as somebody that has shot digital for so long and everything, it's like, Oh my God, ee, grain, ah, I don't want like that, you know? And, mm. and then I shot it and then got it developed and then scanned. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. That grain is so I mean, pretty. yeah, yeah. I, it's yep. just, you yeah. know, you, you learn to embrace grain at that point. And, and I have a lot of friends that still shoot digital. They're like, Oh my God! I can't go above ISO 800. I'm like, dude, yeah, y- you're really limiting yourself. If you, if, if you, first of all, you shouldn't be worried about going in one to one at that point. But I mean, when you see film grain, that it's, is just—it's a totally different ballgame.
4: Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the you're talking about the scientists and the people who work on yeah. this stuff, and and yeah. and yeah, like we're all completely indebted to their abilities and, and yeah. truly is amazing that the tea grain that is the grain, I believe that's yeah. the that that's the T max T grain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. that stuff's incredi- incredible, incredible tabular yeah. grain. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some, I have to look up online. We've got some pictures of, um, electron microscope pictures. You can see these tabular grains laying yeah. flat against, I mean, it's the surface area and everything. It's, it doesn't, um, it doesn't uh react the way that a lot of the because a lot of the other uh silver crystals are kind of jagged um, yeah. so it's it it's truly an amazing amazing emulsion
1: yeah well uh, let's all right yeah, so uh cool. this is an awesome segue because there there are a few steps that we learned about the um uh how the film is made so what are what are those three high level steps as far as you know getting from base to final product? out the shelves for film manufacturing, um,
5: you're starting off with a film base. Mm -hmm. And so that base is either, uh, for our purposes, it's either an acetate base Mm -hmm. or S-Star base, which is um, polyester. Polyester, yes. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. It's our polyester base. um, That's our branded polyester, Mm -hmm. S-Star. And so S-Star is more of like the plastic, whereas the acetate is um, actually more like a glass, really. Um, But they, they go through... We still manufacture the S star here and it goes through uh, kind of a heating and a um stretching process that turns mm-hmm. it into the um, optically clear material that is then ready to receive the um sensitized materials. Sometimes there's a couple other coatings that get put on there, but it's nothing that's it's I don't believe it's anything that's ever like sensitized material. Mm-hmm. Um things like antihalation backing instead of like yeah. that. Um, uh, anti yep. And then it goes from um From that area of the park, it is um, taken on rolls over to the sensitizing area. And the sensitizing area is a collection of buildings. Uh, And you guys saw the size of these buildings. They're ginormous. Um, And that's where the chemicals and the components are assembled, combined in the appropriate mixtures and um, melted and ready to uh, be placed on the film base so the film base is wound into the machine the machine is you know again the size of a ginormous building um and wound into the machine and then the um the uh materials are again melted into the film kettles Mm -hmm. and then gravity takes that down through the um through the pipes into the hoppers the hoppers are basically the coating areas um and it's a kind of looks like a waterfall. It's, it's a bunch of slots and different chemicals are coming out. Different layers are mm-hmm. coming out in each slot. And um, those are, I think they can do eight at a time. Mm-hmm. So there's eight layers at a time coming out. And because of their viscosity and all the things that they, these magical scientists do <laughs> to, these, to these chemicals, um, they don't mix. They lay on top of each other and fall like a waterfall down onto the film base as it passes below it, wow and it's speeding away at 400, 400 or 600 feet a minute.
1: Wow wow
5: something like that and you're doing you're doing um, 45 inches wide up to 54 inches wide mm-hmm. um, so essentially, if you wow. do the math, you could end up with um, three million linear feet of 35 millimeter Holy that's incredible noly. so
0: it's flying through there it is ripping flying. through there and yet uniformity and all those things with, with are fine. unbelievable
5: uniformity and and like you guys said i'm an absolute testament to the people that work on this yeah i like, am just in
0: awe of it's gotta be that's so much major math. that is major <laughs> so i've like, never heard that before that
5: is significant <laughs> it is and everybody anybody who says making film is easy um Yes. Making a couple inches of film yeah. might be a simple thing to make and you might get some really cool results. Um, and, and I employ anybody who wants to get into that to try it because it is yeah. fun. Um making 3 million
0: feet of film is is a much much different undertaking now um, is it because of the speed or is the demand because of the <laughs> amount of stock you need to have or emulsion you have to have you have to run it through at that speed at that rate is that really the, the necessity of manufacturing or, or the machine was
5: designed to meet the demand um, when it was when it was built and it came mm-hmm. online i mm, ugh, early 90s
0: so you mean mm-hmm. back in like back yeah. in the day back when it right. said peak this, demand. and okay. this
5: this machine was actually built t- just to do one type of film. Oh, and so there wow. were other film coding alleys mm, uh, okay. that we had at the park that were doing other film. Oh, wow. So there were multiples okay. of these running at any given time. Wow. Um, this one's the most up to date, the most technologically advanced, the fastest. Um, and yeah. is the one that's, that's in operation today. And it's now doing all the films.
0: That's amazing. Wow. In one place. And, 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 so and,
5: yeah, but, again, a testament to the people who manage that, that building Manage those capabilities and have allowed that machine to be able to produce everything that, that comes out,
0: and yet achieve quality results. Right? Absolutely. Achieve the, the results Absolutely. that we're yeah. seeing. Yeah. And this, this is which yeah. so that's there's amazing. There's testing
5: facilities within the yeah. like you go into the basement. There's there is an E6 uh, processing lab in the basement now of that building that's brand new. Um, we missed octocrine. that one. Yes, we did not go in there. <laughs> Dang.
0: That's, that's, uh, that's incredible. No, now, wouldn't you agree typically? I, w- would you agree with this statement that, that when you typically want to increase your quality and get a better, finer reduction, you would tend to maybe slow things down a little bit, maybe a slower process, or, you know what I mean? Just because you really want to crank and get into that really good. But now you're talking about these speeds that are that, running through that machine, and yet we're seeing. Yeah. Beautiful emotions. And, it's the, and the and operators and, and the scientists and, and, and yeah. that's amazing. The yeah. film builders. That's too. like the untold story. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That is so cool.
5: The people involved. I I literally try and shake as many hands oh, as yeah. I can, yeah. thank as many people hat. as I can yeah. when I walk I mean, through there because yeah. it's
4: mm-hmm. my Christmas it's card list just went through the roof. Oh, yeah, for sure. yeah. <laughs> 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 you
5: guys are awesome. We're gonna hold you that to that. Christmas. That's like I have to
0: run. Yeah, I'm running Christmas card addresses. Yeah, four to six hundred a minute through my. All right, just to keep up with by the Rochester
4: Post Office. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you That's
1: this. Cool. I guess one of the biggest technical challenges that you guys had faced, like specifically, I remember going back to this Ectochrome episode where you guys had to get new machinery. It wasn't the same. Like, like right. the, the recipe had, right. you know, you still had the recipes and stuff like that. But yeah. the machinery was so different that the coding process and everything was not the same. So some of the materials
5: are no longer able to be sourced. Mm-hmm. And then also Ektachrome had never been run, uh, to my knowledge, had never been run on the, the current machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was bringing a new film code um, and then trying to come up with a way to um, either manufacture or come up with. Th- these, these guys are brilliant. Again, I cannot stress enough. How brilliant the people are that work mm-hmm. on this stuff they're basically coming like there were pieces of machinery that are no longer there mm-hmm. um and they're coming up with like chemical ways of replacing that machine wow in the okay. process like it's very incredible that's so w- yeah. again you say it's, it's easy to make film yeah sure okay but no <laughs> now when you've got a machine that's going you know four six hundred feet a minute right. and, i mean it's yeah. it's and and
0: again with the clarity and it's Amazing. So we're beyond just a f- like a film company. What people think, maybe they make film, right? Now this is no than material that. science. This, yeah. is, yes, yeah, this yeah. is This is this is hardcore
4: R&D. Yeah, I mean, that's material science, you know, world class roll
2: right. capability. I mean, it's it's a testament wow. to I mean, all we those. Were, we were yeah. talking a little bit. I mean, everybody knows the name Kodak is synonymous with film, but there's so much else that goes into what this company actually innovates and produces. And yeah, right. We were talking a little bit about how even just um. Film base is used in circuit boards.
5: Uh, uh, yeah, printed circuit board film. Yep. When the, and the roll, the roll stuff bleeds into our capabilities within the graphics graphics industry, w- the printing presses that we make, and the different technologies that exist there. The material deposition helps us with our high speed inkjet printers, and I mean they're all related. Um, mm-hmm, and it's all mm-hmm. around this material science uh, and imaging uh, capability that that Kodak is. I'm mean, you know. We've got the
0: reputation and, and still, obviously, one of the best in the world. It seems like it begs the question where, you know, the, people thought Kodak just, well, they went bankrupt, went gone, that's it, no more, nothing left of them. But yet, what you're describing, it sounds like the, the essence of what Kodak was all those years as a great science, like you Utah Materials Science Company, is still here, right? It hasn't, it hasn't changed, right? It's all there, all that technology, all that brilliance, right? All these great scientists, right? Like some of you said, we're here. What, thirty years? I think you were talking about some of these guys were here. Yeah, I've been yeah. here that long, and
3: and so it's 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 still here, folks. <laughs> you know, it hasn't, right? Yeah. And part of why it's an untold story is you mentioned you push the button and we do the rest. And that was from the time of George Eastman has been part of what Kodak has always done is take something extremely complex and simplify it so anybody can use it. Anybody can take part in film photography. Mm -hmm. But like when you hear all of what Matt just went through about like how it gets made, it's an incredibly complex product that probably most people don't even think about. Like you put it in your camera, you you shoot. the roll in. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't occur to people like how complex it is. Yeah. And how much work has gone into crafting it. So it's something that we're really proud of. It's a really... Uh, it's an untold story in a way on purpose intentionally because we want things to be simple for people to use yeah. and take part in. And yeah. we have no idea, right? All that you guys, all that's that's been done for us. So all we have to do is push
0: the button, yeah. you know?
1: And it's quite amazing. And that's to, George. Yeah. George. Yeah. George.
0: Yeah. That, that goes like, back to George. Marketing
1: genius. He knew it had to
5: be presented easy.
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and, it, and it's so true because I remember, I can't remember where I, either I read it or heard it somewhere where. Literally photographers back when you had the days of wet plate collodion and stuff like that, you had to be like
2: very well versed in chemistry. In mm-hmm. order to be a photographer, and I mean, you were every step of the process. Yes. There was no photo lab to drop things off at. <laughs> no, you exactly. were you the lab. were the photo lab. Yeah, yeah. And, and you needed to do it quickly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, and maybe on a civil war battlefield. Right. Yeah,
1: oh, and man, you man, might die of cyanide
2: at poisoning <laughs> at the yeah. same yeah, time. Exactly. Exactly. Mercury vapors. You know, no big deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gosh, talk about a risky occupation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I There's no hazard pay. No, but that's cool. Absolutely amazing process i mean we I think we got into the coding process, and then what was even really cool at the same time what we got to see was the packaging process right finishing yeah, yeah. and and so we saw the boxes which we we'll, we'll get in actually we'll get into the actual thirty five millimeter canisters where you start off with these flat sheets yeah. of aluminum For, before you get there
5: yeah. the the they come off the um Sensitizing line oh, yeah. in in large rolls. I yeah. forget how many thousands of it. it's like sixteen thousand feet, something like that. Mm. Um, and they're put into caskets. Oh yeah, you yeah, guys saw right. the caskets. Mm-hmm. They're they're just basically light tight boxes. Yeah. Um, and then we transport them over to the um, the finishing area, and that finishing area is going to take that wide roll product um, called the master roll, take that master roll and and do whatever we've ordered mm-hmm. uh, for it to be done. So yeah. that's. You know, make it printed circuit board film, make it, um, you know, eight millimeter for our Super 8 camera Mm -hmm. or, you know,
2: whatever. Oh, that's awesome. And then so the next thing after that is the slitting process. Right. So then the rolls come in and first step is typically to take them
5: to if they're going to be ending up in um, like a, a camera negative type of situation, They'll, uh, they'll come into a slitter. The slitter is going to take it from the 45 inches. It's going to create um, a bunch of the 135 size slits of that film. And they, they go on to um, these cores that are then um, detachable. So you can, now that there's a single roll of essentially 135 film that doesn't have any perforations in it, mm-hmm. you got that and it's like 12,000 feet or whatever. Um, you take that. And then you put that into a perf machine. We call them T perfs. Mm. And that perf machine takes that film and then will perf it at 1,000 feet a minute. Wow. It's 1,000 feet a minute. It, yeah, unbelievably fast. Mm. Um, and it's doing it in a way that uh, does not cause any defects. Mm. There is no missed perf. So the perfs are vacuum sucked out of the way. So, because if you got one of if you got one of the perfs stuck in the film and you wrapped it up, you create um you'd create you'd mess up the entire roll, roll of film, so yeah. the whole thing yeah. would be ruined. Um, so Kodak engineers designed this machine to do this. They call it a heart because it's really the heart of the operation, mm-hmm. and it looks like a heart too because it's got a whole, like a whole bunch of valves and tubes and stuff going <laughs> into it. Um, <laughs> and, and so it spins around and and it's a rotary perforation. Um, and then the film rolls up on the other side. And from there, it's either, if it's motion picture film, um, it can sometimes be uh, vacuum sealed placed in a can and it can go out the door to a uh, major motion picture that's being shot or you shooting uh, 16 millimeter whatever. Um, and then if it's, uh, going to the, uh, 135, um, spooling line, mm-hmm. which is what we saw, uh, it gets vacuum sealed in a large roll and sent down to the rest of that process
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: and then gonna dive into that yeah it's all right so mm-hmm. once it hits that floor it's um, the the 135 line really starts off in metals where we started and that's the uh, the forming of the 135 canister cassette um, it starts out with making a top cap and a bottom cap um, those are mm-hmm. pressed out of metal sheets And then, um, we take a large rectangle sheet, uh, we call it litho and that has the printed, um, kind of, uh, marketing stuff on it. So it's what you see on the outside of the 135 canister. So Mm. whatever the film, uh, is. So if it's uh, Tri triax, you get the 400 TX and, and you get whatever, you know, the processing instructions and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. the yellow and, and all the branding, um, those start off as large sheets. They're um, sent through a press that cuts them down to um, horizontal strips. Mm-hmm. And then those are fed into another machine that cuts those down into the individual um, cassette or cartridge sizes, as well as putting uh, the velvet on the edge goes to that. Then it goes to uh, another machine <laughs> that takes those and curls them into the, 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 you know, the cylinder and puts on the bottom cap. So now you've got basically yeah. a, a, a cylinder with a bottom cap ready to accept the film spool going inside of it. That piece gets loaded into a hopper, along with the clear plastic um, uh, clear plastic container, mm-hmm. the gray plastic top. yeah, spools. Um, and those all wind through a machine. Um, they wind through conveyor belts and vacuum tubes and fun stuff. They go through a wall (laughs) into, into the spooling room where the spooler is. And that spooler is, um, grabbing, it has film loaded in it. It takes the film, tapes it to the spool, winds it up around it, cuts the tag, cuts the tag, the flag off the end. So you get that nice little curved flag so you can load your film camera, um, drops that into the waiting canister, puts the top, the metal top on that, and then sends it out the other side. And all of that, I don't even know how fast that goes, but you guys saw it. I mean, it was oh my basically on yeah. demand as fast as you could fill the packages. Yeah. These things are zipping out of that and room. It
2: dropped out of a tube, just like a perfectly packaged, like ready to go in a box, roll yep. a film inside a canister. Yeah, yeah, it was just magic. Uh,
1: was... I think she, uh, the person working at the conveyor belt, she said it was like sixty-two rolls a minute comes out of that machine
2: or something like that. I was like, hold oh <laughs> on, yeah,
4: it's incredible. Wow. wow!
2: And there was just you know a pallet full of boxes full of or cases of yeah. TMax three thousand two hundred. Yeah, that's slightly a roll per second. Yeah, that's insane.
5: Yeah, it runs and runs amazing. Just awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, like it sounds stupid. I like every time I go there, I'm just absolutely in awe of that whole thing. Dude, like, I can yeah. see why. Yeah.
3: It's, I mean, it's yeah, just it's like yeah. I
2: was just like a kid in a candy store yeah. just standing in yeah. there. Matt it turns was. into a 12 year old every time he goes in there. <laughs> I like, really
3: his eyes do. get <laughs> huge, He's like super <laughs> excited. I keep telling, yeah,
5: every time I say oh, I could literally live here, everybody's like ha ha ha, and I'm like no, really, like I want to live here with a tent and just be here and, and experience. Dude, this.
2: I'll move in next to you. Sweet. All right. Cool. <laughs> Let's
1: start a little tent city. I'm down for
2: that. <laughs> yeah. No. I I think the
1: funny part of it was like you know we turned into twelve year olds, but it, you weren't the only one. It was like there were like it's like oh my gosh they actually let a whole bunch of twelve year olds run around. Them. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, we, I I hope we were very well behaved. You were. So, uh, we oh, Good. So. Uh, uh, and well,
5: so yeah, to finish the story, it drops yeah. into the packaging, and um, it's a really cool system where the uh, the packages are module mm-hmm. so the the if you've got like a single box mm-hmm. there's a, a packaging unit that you just roll in and it puts the film into a single box and then yeah. out comes that single box and it goes off if there's like a pro pack where you've got five in a in a box mm-hmm. you wheel in that machine that packaging line it connects to the same film tube and everything you just hook, it's hook up the pneumatics and electronics and you're you're good to go and then you're making five five packs um just really ingenious um really really incredible stuff and that all
2: of this was built and engineered like here it wasn't like they just went to like oh well i'm gonna go to film and get like all the things i need (laughs) for it (laughs) right that's funny yep wow i mean that is just an
1: absolutely amazing process i'm uh, just manufacturing alone um really set things in perspective for me. I mean, just I, I, there's no words, honestly, that I I can even go to describe how amazing it was to see that. So, um I, and I think the the magic continues um into the resurgence. I think a lot of people found it more interesting like I think when it became more prevalent for me was when we started hearing Hollywood directors coming back and saying, uh, we need to shoot film. I mean, we had guys here. uh, I mean, there's like Christopher Nolan, Nolan, all those guys. Christopher Nolan, Judd Apatow, J.J. Abrams, Marcus Kiskezi. I mean, these guys were just like, we need to bring this back. And I think a lot of people paid very close to attention when uh, The Force Awakens Star Wars nerds, I oh, think
5: yeah. we're all here. Oh yeah, yeah man, when, I'm right, here. When, I'm right here. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh yeah. You know, when you, you say twelve year old, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. All
4: of us.
2: <laughs> we all we all um, got something that turns us back a into billion a billion of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 But when when JJ said that we're going to make it a point that we're going to shoot this on Kodak film, I think a lot of people were very receptive to that. I, I know I was because I think that was when my interest started peaking in, in shooting film. And then I was like, man, JJ is, is, you know, this is the time where, you know, you get red cameras, you know, and yeah. 8K uh, cinema and all this stuff. And then you get, um, you know, him coming out and saying we're going to shoot this on uh 65 millimeter,
2: you know, th- yeah, that's just, I, like, yeah. <sighs> I think there's been something to that blown. like, or you were saying that was the thing that, that was previously, and still is to a point like the, Uh, of like the you push the button we do the rest type thing where it's people wanting it to be unseen and behind the scenes but there has kind of been that that I want to I think it's possibly like the revenge of the analog the digital backlash a little bit where people want to see more of the process Mm -hmm. right you even see like filmmakers coming out like Nolan and whoever talking about no this is how I'm doing this and this is the medium I'm using it's not so much so people aren't just wanting to see the end product they want to see how it was done right yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
3: And it's definitely something where, um, I mean, it's, th- those guys are all amazing. Like Patty Jenkins shot Wonder Woman on, yes. on yeah. film. Yeah. We get, we have new filmmakers coming to us all the time saying, you know, I want to try to shoot on film or I'm going to come back to film for this project. Mm-hmm. And it's been, that part's been really, really exciting. And then um, film schools are getting back into film again. Mm-hmm. The new Super 8 camera we have coming out, like there's just an enormous amount of interest in the medium again, uh, and it's both on the motion and the still side. I mean, we definitely mm-hmm. see it, and I think in some ways it's it's a response to the digital boom that happened. Like uh, One of my favorite books about this is The Revenge of Analog by David Sachs, mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about how right when we were about to lose analog technology forever we just took a pause and realized what it was we were about to let go mm-hmm. and this whole new generation as as you mentioned like with your daughter is discovering it for themselves for the first time and that's that's film that's vinyl records that's board yeah. games that's all kinds of like right. experiences versus yeah, I mean, like real
2: world experiences versus digital experiences absolutely like Kindles were supposed to kill printed books right yeah. right <laughs> right and, and now we're seeing Not printed so. books are making a return again. Absolutely,
1: sure.
3: and, and say magazines. And magazines. Like, yeah. you know, let's say there's a good one called Kodachrome. Oh, my that, gosh. Yeah. Look yeah. At the,
2: um, that just <laughs> printed incredibly well. I mean, right. it's un- like un- someone who's a lot of time and attention to this. Yeah. And, no, but all joking aside, it really is. Beautiful. I mean, you, yeah. if you haven't picked up the Kodachrome magazine yet, it is definitely worth it. It's a collector's <laughs> item. It's printed thoughtfully. And there is definitely an attention to detail going into stuff.
1: Um, and, and there's one thing that I wanted to add that I think that there's this interest in Spike, uh, which I absolutely love with Kodachrome. I've actually had a lot of photographers that have been messaging me on Instagram saying, hey, I'd love to send you a zine. And I'm like, yeah, here's our address. I would love to you know, go through it. And I mean, people are taking print very seriously because, I mean... F- photography I mean it, like yes you get the picture it's nice it looks great on digital and everything but you if you haven't gone through and put it into print you have not experienced the full circle of of shooting
5: no it is very cool
1: with the underground scene yeah yeah,
5: yeah scene. It's, awesome. it's,
1: it's it is cool so and, and that's I get that total vibe from from this and that's why I just absolutely love how you guys
2: are doing this as well so yeah and there's been cool stuff too with um, for us in Atlanta um, having the uh, Kodak Atlanta Film Lab from the uh, cinematography side of things. Yeah, right. Yeah, Which, yeah. I mean, we have Walking Dead, um, one of the biggest shows on TV, shot all on 16 millimeter film. Um, I got to do... I've talked about it before, but I got to do a workshop that they did um, where we got to shoot those same type of cameras. Um, Michael Brown, who's a yep. guy with the... Oh, yeah. Um, down in Atlanta. Kodak rep down in yeah, Atlanta. absolutely. Fantastic if you're interested guy. in film, look him up. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're interested in film shooting, he's so... They've been... He's been very vocal about getting students involved like just yeah. opening it up workshops it's been, and stuff oh, yeah, yeah he's he, awesome it's fantastic and we got to like actually use those 16 millimeter cameras we got to take a tour of the film lab and see the processing equipment for it and everything so still jealous about i that. mean oh dude it's so cool it's <laughs> just i mean it, it's just fantastic to see um how much you as a company kodak is embracing the filmmakers the photographers the people who love this stuff and want to see it continue. And it just makes us, it just endears it more and more to us. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, yeah.
5: you were naming off like the, 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 um, Hollywood folks. I mean, it's, yeah. it's those folks with their commitment, um, to the accessibility of the medium. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and our CEO is, is right there with them. Yeah. Making sure, I mean, he, you know, kind of say in a way he saved film, yeah. right. By making sure that we're continuing to focus on providing those products, uh, for these artists. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time, time to be question. alive for film shooters. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, for sure. It begs the question
0: with these guys, with these film directors, right? Like, they have, you know, they can produce big budget films and shoot on digital, but they have such a seems like they have a big passion for film. Is it's an it, artistic is it maybe, choice, for sure. Yeah, yeah, is, is there anything yeah, like...
3: You've interviewed a ton of yeah, people. Yeah, what, what are they telling you? Like, what's, what's the reason? Some of it is, I think it's it's the artistic choice, and it's an artistic medium in the same way that, um, and I use this analogy a lot on the Kodakery, but it, that watercolor and oil paint are both very valid creative mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. And different artists want that different look. And, uh, or you could say oil paint and Photoshop both give you something very, very different when you do an illustration. Both are very valid but some artists are really looking for the spontaneity of a physical medium that film is like light is coming in and interacting with the emulsion and it's a physical process there's it's not as predictable as as digital cameras and pixels where everything is like pixel perfect People actually take those out and try to make them look more like film, where mm. you can just use film. That's, yeah, it's true, too. get the, the yeah. look that you then want, right. the spontaneity, the, the, the grain, the humanity to it. And so that's what a lot of directors have really responded to. And some of them shoot both. I mean, we talked to a lot of people who were like, yeah, I did this project on digital because... That was good for that. And I did this project on film because I needed it to look this way. And then there's some people, um, like JJ Abrams or Steven Spielberg or Quentin Tarantino where they prefer film and they try to use it at every and on every project if they can. And we thank them very much. But it's it's that I think a lot of it's driven by that. It's that that look and feel that film gives that digital doesn't. And then there's the benefits of like it keeps your actors on point, helps yeah. move things along. That's
0: really interesting.
3: And it, yeah. in a way, like, you know, film used to be the only choice, so everything looked like film. But now we yeah. live in an and world where there's digital and film, so film also, also differentiates your 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 movie. And every year we see an enormous amount of films shot on film up for best picture. I mean, it yeah. happens all the time. Like, a lot of these films are, are still, um, they're winning awards, they're getting acclaim, and some of it is because they're differentiated. They look different. They feel different. Yeah. That's awesome. And it finally puts to rest this silly film versus digital
0: right. Device, right? <laughs> Well, It's not, yeah. Versus. Yeah. It's not right? versus. It's not versus. It's and. and. It's right. Exactly. It's or. Yeah. Well,
3: and, and even, like, we see, like, part of the reason, I think, for the resurgence of film that you brought up is actually stuff like Instagram. Like, there are digital tools that are supporting analog technology because they're allowing other people to see the incredible work being done on film like film photographic we're big fans of jason lee and the film photographic community that Mm -hmm. that he has i think like there's so many people that are inspired by that work and they get to see it and then they want to go out and try film for
2: themselves oh yeah so it's great it's an and world for sure and and we believe in that very strongly here definitely i mean it is the the whole community aspect of stuff like that was the thing for me like realizing no there are so many more film photographers even in our own city than I realized, or let alone around the world. Wow. And that I'm not like, you know, I'm not some like cr- old curmudgeon sitting in a dark room, you know, just like cursing these yeah. kids in their music. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> <Yeah.
4: Just, laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and, and I think, um, it, it's, let's not forget also about, there are the ones that are experiencing it for the first time, but there are the ones that are also re-experiencing it. And I think the attitude is changing very quickly amongst our, sorry, John, seasoned photographers. Um, where um, a lot of the photographers that I've spoke to that have shot film for so long went digital, and they're like, "Oh, geez, I am never going back to film," and then they kind of are changing their tune about that where they're now saying you know what there's certain things that i remember shooting film that i just absolutely love and and one of the gentlemen that we interviewed uh over in the UK Tim Gander was talking about his ceremonies like you know the smell of the fixer and the stop bath and everything yeah. and being in the dark room those mm-hmm. experiences and i think that is what is very difficult to explain um to anybody that hasn't shot it or anything along those lines or haven't shot right. a film that there are experiences like you know th- it's so much more than being at the right moment at the right time and taking the shot there's i mean there's everything after that you know getting yep. it under and enlarger and then you know seeing that image come up on a print and all those i mean th- there's just so many different experiences that that interlink everything and i think that's what drives that passion and everything kind of connects into it and i I think that's absolutely uh something that's noteworthy for um for uh our other photographers and for example like tim you know he's now solely going back to film now because he just there's so much more there's more depth to his imagery and stuff like that now and and you you said it. It's not
5: a film versus digital. Digital, exactly. digital yeah. is is just yeah. as good of a medium. Yep. Yeah. In in artistic expression, it's 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 a it's a, again back to the oil versus, you know, chocolate, yeah. whatever whatever yeah. your your mode of expression. Yeah. That's yeah. all it yeah. is. Because you know, yeah. we're obviously cool with it because we invented it. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, it's not a competition. Um, and you, you and you commenting about the experience. That's absolutely what it is for me. Right. Like, yeah whatever the experience is, people always ask me like, what should, what should I do? Should I shoot, you know, should I shoot digital? Should I shoot film? I get asked that. And, and my response is always do what you like, right? Mm -hmm. Like go experience that. Why? Because that's what makes us human, right? The human experience. That's why you're here. That's why virtual reality is trying so hard (laughs) to replicate it, right? Because they're trying to, they're trying to do what, may cost more money or whatever in real life they're trying to replicate that in a digital space and you know for whatever reason whatever um but back to you know the real life experience that's that's what we all crave right um and, and so find that experience find what makes you happy find the 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 mode of expression
1: um that makes you the happiest and and do
5: it. Yeah, I just have found an incredible joy in shooting film. Yeah and, yeah, and
1: I think what you are doing is just absolutely awesome. When you are talking about experiences, uh, what you're doing with uh, the Kodak Camera Club, yeah, Camera Club, uh, the those mm. are experiences that people absolutely love. We did a photo walk, uh, all of us with uh, Tim Ryugo in, in, uh, in Nashville, yeah, yeah, and and that was just, I mean. Imaging USA was not fun until we did <laughs> that. That's it stole the show for it, me. It's, it did. It totally really did, did steal the show for us. Good. And, and they didn't uh, have a booth. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even awesome. have a booth. And we yeah. were joking around. It was total punk rock and everything. <laughs> and and so, um, but that, that right there, you know, what are you guys doing at this point now to, to reach out to these communities? I mean, we, we know you guys are doing the photo walks and, yeah. and the camera club yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah.
5: So the, it's, I would still say that it's in its early stages, but we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're focused on three pillars and that's education, experience, and exhibition. And so we're looking for opportunities that allow us to, um, to, to promote one of those three things or multiples of those three things, an event or, or whatever. Um, the, uh, the experience is obviously what we're tackling with the, um, the, uh, photo walks, just creating a place, an event um, you know, there's there's really no pretense about it. It's just, hey, here's a bunch of like minded people. We actually don't care what you know what you're shooting. You know, yeah. like even if it's some digital. people some people came with five by seven cameras, right? Oh, and other people awesome. are shooting on their phones. Like we literally had that's somebody awesome. with sticks and a five by seven. It was amazing. That's awesome. Um awesome. And, and so wow. we don't care about that. It's 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 let's um let's foster this community, yeah. Um and, and be a part of this community. Um then there's then there's kind of next level stuff where we get into a little bit of education where we talk about um introducing some new uh things that are new to new to some people so an intro to uh 135 you know mm-hmm. what does 135 look like i actually held one a couple weeks ago and there were people who had never shot 135 before yeah so it was good to put that in their hands and be like Look, that wasn't scary, right? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> That's true. Let's go outside and let's go for a photo walk. Let's go shoot 36 frames and, and you'll get those back and you'll see what that experience was like. Maybe it's for you, maybe it's not, you know, but yeah. you don't know until you try. Let's exactly. start tearing down some of those barriers and allow people to uh, get access to these things. Yeah. Um, and then we hope to work that into larger workshops um, and, and and things like that where we really are doing um, some deeper training and then any opportunities we have for exhibition mm. through Chrome magazine. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're looking at other avenues
1: for that as well. That's awesome. That's I, cool. I, I absolutely love how you guys are reaching out to these communities because that's what makes everything so much better. <laughs> so much yeah. more better, more better. Um, <laughs> I think the like the one that you did, Stephen, in uh, Atlanta, the even the motion picture like yeah, I, we were joking around, but I was incredibly jealous because I could not get off of my boring day job um, um, <laughs> where you actually got to go and uh, um, do some motion picture. So it's not only just in stills, but it's also happening in motion picture.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's um, brilliant on Kodak, Kodak Alaris, um, anybody like this to you're creating like it's the most wonderful self-serving act a company could do because honestly, when it comes down to it, you're creating customers. You're creating people who fall in love with what you're doing, like you going out and do this photo walk, put a roll of film in somebody's hands for the first time. You might have just gotten a film customer for life. Right. Um, And that yeah. was the same thing with the uh, film uh, motion picture workshop. Um, there's been, and Michael's actually been really cool about letting people know, oh, hey, this person from the workshop just did their first uh, film on 16 millimeter, <laughs> right around 35, mm-hmm. and been even like sending us links to look at the work and stuff. There's been people who are now shooting work on film yeah. in cinematography and everything who had no idea about it before and took a workshop that was like incredibly cheap to take. And yeah. now all are a yeah. customer for Kodak motion picture film for life. Right. So yeah. it's yeah. just been beautiful. And, and I just want to see more and more of it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's, we try to approach it as kind of a community thing, but it obviously has those marketing benefits. Oh yeah. That come sure. along yeah. with it. And it's, sure. and we love supporting
2: the artists that use our, our products. Absolutely. So I guess, um, my question would be for anybody listening who hasn't found any of these things on social media channels or doesn't know, like, this all sounds great. How do I find out where this stuff is going on near me or going on anywhere? Where can they actually start looking and hearing about it and finding out more?
3: Kodak.com is a great place to go for information about a lot of the stuff we've talked about. I mean, the Kodakery, uh, Kodak.com slash go slash Kodakery. will take you right to the landing page. You can sort through the episodes, see what we have. Uh, Kodachrome Magazine is available through there. All the information on the Camera Club is available through Kodak.com. So you can follow us there. You can follow us um, at Kodak on Instagram, Twitter. There's like a lot of different places, and we're always trying to broadcast out to the community the cool things that we're doing from whether it's an event like a Camera Club or a new issue of the magazine because we, we want to show the community that it's, it's alive, it's vibrant, it's not you know, curmudgeonly old men in their dark room. Um, it's, unless that's your thing. You unless know? that's your thing. If yeah. you are one of those, you're welcome too. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> the, the notion that, that film is, you know, like when I started at Kodak almost three years ago, people would say all the time, like, people still shoot film? And it's like, well, hell yeah, they do. And, and we want to <laughs> show that every day to the world and show the great, great stuff that, that you know, you guys are doing. So that's kind of the place to go. Check out Kodak.com, follow us on social, and, and it's all out there. And and, cool. and what's the show that you do again? Hey everybody, welcome to the Kodak.
0: Ah,
2: we got a three. All right, should Yeah, and there's also just things like um, the Kodak Real f- Film app, and on Twitter yeah. and everything too for yeah. looking at speaking of motion pictures that are shot on film projected on film that's really cool about being able to find screenings where you're at which i wish we had more theaters in atlanta that would show things on oh, film yes, yeah because i got to see um dunkirk on 70 millimeter oh man oh, nice that wow. was incredible oh man i missed nice that. yeah we had a screening here as well it was uh, outstanding yeah so so good to see oh man um well i think Bill, we think we're getting close to about that are time where we're, we're going to get kicked out of the building. Um, oh, the man. original Kodak guard dogs are going to escort us out, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're almost here, they're, they're almost here. <laughs> they take their time, <laughs> the you dude. know, they've been at it since 1890. That's, but, right. Um, That's
0: right. George's
1: original, something in obvious. that water. Still here. Um, <laughs> can we just let this podcast keep going? Because I don't, yeah,
2: I don't, yeah, I don't really want to go home. Yeah, There's so many more but, questions, yeah. but you guys probably do. No, um, it's a Friday yeah. afternoon, it is a Friday. You have things you want to go, people who care about you. Um, but uh, I was gonna say, is there anything else that either of you guys would like, whether it's on the Kodakery, what you're doing with the camera club, the Kodak in general that you'd like to let people know about, promote, plug, go for it, you know? Um, just in general, you know, let
5: us know. Um, let us know how we can better serve you guys. I mean, we're we're open to feedback. We're um we're trying to be as transparent as possible as we can with everything that we're involved with, and um ultimately at the end of the day, it's it's we're here to serve you guys um and 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 whatever expression um artistic expression you've got that's awesome and
1: that's absolutely true i mean i i messaged you matt um thinking you know you know you 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 like the comments yeah i think you do an awesome job being very very in touch with the community and instagram and all that stuff and I said, you know what, let me message him. And and you replied. And I think that right there goes, speaks volumes to just everybody that's in the community and, and actually feels like that they have a voice to talk to Kodak. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And uh, to everybody here on the table, I mean, you guys, you're awesome. And thank mm-hmm. you. So yeah. well, Thank you guys. We yeah. appreciate it. We're grateful. Appreciate
5: you guys coming down
1: or up as the case may be. Yeah. Yes. yes guess <laughs> we, we brought our hot weather with you. down and yeah, yeah. down yeah. and up yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it's all relative
3: yeah, right. really so yeah right and and thank you to everybody who's listening for supporting film and thank you for you guys for doing the show that is is kind of broadcasting this out to the world a I minute mean, yeah. hopefully it comes across but we love this stuff and, and we're passionate fans of it and we're so we're as excited about the resurgence as anybody and, yeah. and so thank you it's to really all listening. for
5: me like, I just want more
2: film, so <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's why we talk about yeah. it so passionately. I want people to buy more so you'll keep making more. Yeah, so. that's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So buy all of the T-Max 3200 because I want that junk in 120. Vision yeah. 3 is good stuff. You want to buy some Vision 3 film? That's good stuff, too. It really is. That's amazing. Stuff. Really amazing it's amazing stuff. stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah,
3: and I don't know if I mentioned, but we have a podcast called the Kodakery. Uh,
2: Wait, what? what uh, Wait, lo- what's it,
3: it called, yeah, Josh? Uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to the Kodakery. Yay!
2: Hey, we got four. <laughs> and uh, on that note, guys, <laughs> yeah. we have a sign-off. Kind of a catchphrase for us has become "shoot some film, dang it." So, if you wouldn't mind signing us off with that, yeah, shoot, shoot some, some
4: film, dang, film,
1: dang it. it. Yes. All right, guys. Well, awesome. that wraps it for this episode. Um, We have so much more, uh, so many other people that, you know, we want to interview and, um, this is just the beginning for season two. So, uh, thank you again for everybody that listens. Kodak, thank you guys, Matt, Josh, thank you. And, uh, we will see you guys on the next episode.